Hi guys, hi Eagles. Um, we're back. Unfortunately, Ryan won't be with us today, but we do have two new people, which is Jocelyn and Brandon. And we have Destiny and Medina and America. So we're going to start off with Medina. Going first because I have no idea why I'm going first. <laughs> But I guess I have some shoes to fill because Ryan does. Ryan and Destiny de tend to go first a lot of the times. Yeah. And so I'm going to go ahead and fill Ryan's shoes today since he's a little sicky poo with the flu and everything. Because everyone's getting sick, no, he's right? Back. He's back. He's I saw back. Him, I saw him Friday. Yeah. What the heck? Why isn't he here? He's doing like the theater. Oh, he's doing like the theater. Like, wow, he picked yeah. theater over podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely going last. <laughs> yeah. No, he's going. No, he has to go first for like the next show. Yes, the next yeah. two shows. Next two shows he's going first. Okay, you heard it first here, guys. Ryan Romero is going first for the next two shows, and that's that. Okay. So we literally. So this is the thing, guys. We usually powwow and we like talk about our our stories and everything. And I was already getting some eyes because of the topic that I'm going to be talking on. Everyone has gotten really accustomed to me talking about like technology and genetics and stuff like that because it's cool and it's interesting. But today I finally get to talk about something that I actually am passionate about and that is everything nerdy when it comes to tabletop gaming. And what's really cool is that I get to talk about tabletop gaming, one, because it has been like a passion of mine since like 2015 because that's how long I've been playing this game. But also because the school has an actual D&D club. So I'm actually going to go ahead and plug them in right now. It's like if you guys want to get into like tabletop role-playing games, we have a Dungeons & Dragons club here at school. And they meet, I think they meet every lunch period. So A lunch and B lunch. And uh, they're going through a couple campaigns and everything. So check that out. Anyway, so the game that I play is called Magic the Gathering. It's a game, you use cards, you build decks. There are some people who don't even play and all they do is collect because these cards have amassed this kind of cult-like following through the years, especially, so the game started in the early to mid nineties. Okay, so I'm technically older than this game. And so ever since then, there have been collectors of these specific cards some cards reaching as much as like over a million dollars because of how rare these cards can be. And everyone literally looked at me like I was crazy, but it's completely true. I actually own a $500 card that I bought for 75 bucks. So that's yeah. insane. Um, and I like that uh, I have a, a friend of mine, we kind of grew up together as well. And every time he looks at some of my rare cards and everything, he's he's always really, really jealous because of the cards that I've pulled randomly. Some of them are random. Some of them I've bought um, on the secondary market. But he always looks at it and he's like, man, like Isaac, you have a literal vacation in cards that I could sell. Will I ever sell them? Maybe. I don't know. I'm very partial to them sometimes. But Magic the Gathering finally, for the first time ever, has reached a billion dollars as an actual brand of game um you know it's very easy for video games to do that because people play video games frequently even you know not even seasoned players like recreational players like myself um so it's actually really really big news and so one of the things that i really like about magic is that it's so expansive um right now i think they're going on I want to say it's like 29 different sets already. Um, you're talking about sets that span. Some of them include Dungeons and Dragons now. Some of them include Transformers now. Uh, some of them are tapping into other markets such as like Warhammer, which is another game similar to Dungeons and Dragons. There was uh, some sets that were themed off of uh, Stranger Things. There are some sets that were themed off of Street Fighter. So this game has done it all. And so I thought it was really cool that one, that it's really cool that something so nerdy is getting such a limelight now because even people who don't consider themselves nerdy are actually getting into this. 
And one of the things that really set that off was the idea of how popular um, Stranger Things was. Mm. Like after like the first couple of seasons of Stranger Things, I have never seen such a boom in people wanting to learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons. Like they would go, I, you would never catch anybody in the section where Dungeons and Dragons is sold at Barnes and Noble. And sometimes they're sold out of Dungeons and Dragons material. You're talking like book campaigns, dice, dice bags, um, creature cards, and then the actual books. And so each book is a campaign that someone can run in, in Dungeons and Dragons, but each book is like $50. $50? Yeah. Each book is 50 bucks. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. And so and so it's it's a very expensive hobby. I don't know, hobby, pastime. There are some people who are like professionals at this and um, they go off and they do tournaments. Magic the Gathering has something called, uh, it's like, uh, what is it? The World Cup for Magic. World Cup. Yeah, World Cup. It's called the MTG World Cup. And I think it just finished up late last year, I believe. I, it, it's a whole process on how to get there, but you're talking about like the top nine best players of magic in the world oh my gosh that's and there's a couple documentaries on this stuff too so it was pretty insane finally seeing something that was kind of on the outskirts of popularity becoming like this thing where it's now it's not like committing social suicide if someone were to find out that you played dungeons and dragons it's now like oh well teach me so i like how everything is now starting to become a little bit more incorporated into mainstream culture Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't like it but um i don't know it's super interesting it's something i'm trying to like bankroll my daughter into right now (laughs) but she needs to learn how to do math better (laughs) (laughs) does she like it like does she show interest she so when i when i'm like deck building i have like i completely clear off my kitchen table and i can deck build for like hours hours there's been some times where i keep it there for weeks because i'm just trying to perfect it and so she sees these cards and she likes it because these cards are like super, super intricate and like detailed and some of them are really pretty. Um, and so she's interested in it. But when it comes down to like teaching her like the rules, mm-hmm. that's where the complexity comes in and she can't grasp exactly how. Um, I have subjected, subjected my wife to playing <laughs> and taught her a little bit. And she completely disagrees with a lot of the rules and she just doesn't get it. And it doesn't help that she's like, she has like a math background. So like when we're doing the math on everything or like attacking and blocking and things like that, she's like, I don't get this. And she just ends up what we call rage quitting. (laughs) And she'll just kind of like flips the table and walks away. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I think the youngest magic player right now is, when I saw the documentary on this little girl, she was seven. Seven? And I think maybe a year or two ago, she became the first, like the youngest magic player to actually win a purse. So she actually was the youngest to win money in the competition. I think she walked away with like almost $30,000. Wow. So That's... she walked away with a small salary. Small. And yeah, there's some people. That's small. <laughs> And so, I mean, you know, there are people that actually, like, they look forward to playing these people. And she's one of them. Like, people love playing against her. And, like, her dad, I think her dad taught her when she was, like, three. Three? Started, like, teaching her and everything. Wow. So, it's a it's really cool seeing uh, a brand of game do so well that's mm-hmm. not tied to graphics and, like, a platform like PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah. And also something that's very countercultural. Mm-hmm. Maybe those $50 books are worth <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's professional Dungeons and Dragon tournaments too, but I mean, Dungeons and Dragons is a whole nother conversation. Like, that's just, that's, it's crazy. So they're like two different, like. They're two completely different games with two completely different playing styles, but they're like housed under the same, the same name as tabletop gaming. Okay. So yeah. That's... Billion dollars, guys. I'm done. I got oh, it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> it's just like 
The one that won? Yeah. Seven? She, well, she might be like eight or nine now. That's still super young. Yeah. <laughs> she's not even two digits. She has one single digit. Yeah. I'll have to double check. And like next show, I'll, I'll, I'll try and remember to like bring that figure up again. And I'll try and get like the amount that she won. But she's super young. She's super young and sponsored like crazy. And how how old is your daughter? Six. She six? just turned six. Do you still have time? I still have time. <laughs> yeah, you do. I still got time to turn her into that nerd. I still got time. Maybe she'll be more of a and d person. Because at least, you know, if she really likes the character that she builds, maybe she'll dress up as that character. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go full cosplay and full nerd on that one. <laughs> My wife won't want to hang out with us anymore. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I got today. Okay. So... Who's next? You want to go like this or like that? Um, I'll go next. Okay. So I did the 2023 Turkey Syria earthquake. It happened on February 6th when the magnitude 7.8 earthquake um, happened in southern Turkey. Um, on February 18th, 5,700 aftershocks secured. It was as strong as one of the ones in 1939, the most um, powerful recorded. And 4.1 million people depended on humanitarian assistance. And most of them were children and women. Um, That's really sad because like with those type of like disasters, you can't like predict it or anything yeah. like that. There's like no way to predict earthquakes like at all. Yeah. From what? Because a lot of people were like super mad. Like the entire Turkish government was mad at the president for not having things set up in place to like try and predict it. I guess. Like how? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it, you it's can. just so yeah. It's just crazy. And then I was kind of like while she was reading, I was looking up to see if there was anything like more recent. And apparently there was another smaller earthquake. And so another person, so one more person has died, and it's just taken down more buildings. Yeah, nine hours later, um, another one, another earthquake of a magnitude of seven point five happened. And wow. I think I think that also sheds light, you know, to all of us. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe because let's be honest, the winds yesterday just proved that El Paso's infrastructure is horrible. Yes. I mean, there was poles down everywhere. Okay? Yeah, there was. There was poles down everywhere. Wasn't you know? Clint, like, um, power out for, like, the morning oh, yeah. to, like, night? Yeah, they had yeah. no power all day. There was a video, like, a Walmart, it was, like, fully dark. I was oh, like, yeah, oh, I saw that one. No. Oh, I couldn't even go to Sam's because then the Northeast <laughs> got hit. And so the oh. Sam's was closed, couldn't get gas, gas station was closed. Really? So that, so, okay, so there, that shows that infrastructure is important, right? Mm-hmm. But then you go over here to the Turkey incident, and it's just like, man, th- think about third world countries. Mm-hmm. Like, they got nothing. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, it boils down, that would be like, you know, Biden apologizing for like a blackout, you know, across mm-hmm. America. President, it said right here, like, the president is like seeking forgiveness for everything that's going on. Yeah, Turkey... Um, Erdogan seeks forgiveness over quick rescue delays. So even that rescue the, delays, the rescue delays. Well, I, I would understand why people would be mad at, like about the rescue delays, but like the earthquake itself, like nobody's to blame. Like that's just like a natural thing. Yeah, you can't really predict that. Like it reminds me of this documentary on Netflix. I forgot the name of it, but it's about like an, a volcano mm-hmm. and it, it it was like a tourist spot so there's people there while it exploded mm. it happened like 2019 what? around there and it was like a lot like a couple people died so like in those type of situations like you can't predict them you can't yeah i think it's also crazy because so think about it like this maybe because an earthquake in Turkey hasn't happened in such a long time. Like, I don't, I don't know if there was any numbers on like when their last earthquake was or something like that. We'll have to look that up, but think about it. Let's just pretend that it was like 50 years. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people who grew up never experiencing that. And that's a lot of time for like buildings to not really have to meet any sort of like natural disaster standard. Mm -hmm. Um, but then think about like people who like willingly live in Oklahoma. That's Tornado Alley. Yeah. 
uh, or people who live like in Louisiana, hurricanes like Katrina, you know, I always think, sit back and think like, oh, if I lived in Oklahoma and I had to experience a tornado and like my house got leveled, I wouldn't build another house there. Yeah. Isn't that kind of like the whole definition of insanity is like doing the same thing over and over again, thinking that the outcome's going to be different. Yeah. But I mean, those people, like my, my wife's cousin, she lives out there and, and I was watching her, her stories on Instagram and they had the tornado warnings, the sirens going off. And I'm just like, that is the most creepiest sound in the world. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could live, like sleep through the night after hearing something like that. So it's like I would, I would up and move. I'm going to Texas. Yeah, I'm going to Texas Kansas. where we just freeze. <laughs> I was in Kansas the entire time. I was paranoid like the alarms were gonna go off. I was like, I'm gonna run to the basement. I'm gonna be in a corner. I was like, like every single house you'd pass by, a basement, a basement. I was like, oh, that's so scary. That's so scary. And wasn't there like a point here in El Paso where like we actually felt like a couple earthquakes? Oh yeah, there was like two. Yeah. Yeah, but that was. That's related to fracking, mm. like over in the oil fields where they're like drilling and everything like that. It mm. kind of just like triggered it. And so I don't know. I have this thing against people who like try and tie things to like natural disasters and like types of phenomena. It's just like, man, just think about it. Like the world is just one big, massive moving tectonic plate. Mm-hmm. So it's like it could happen at any moment. Yeah, I really can like, I don't get how people could, like, live at, like, Tornado Alley or, like, where hur- hurricanes happen and live, like, peacefully. Like, I'd be paranoid. It's like a, a living in nonstop stress. Yeah. Nonstop stress. So well, I mean, there's fault lines here in El Paso. I think it was maybe, like, what, two years, two or three years ago, they did a study. And I think, I don't know if it was a seismologist or just somebody who, like, looked up the information on El Paso. Mm-hmm. But if we were to experience like a really powerful earthquake, we're talking like maybe 5.6 up because mm-hmm. those fracking ones are like two maybe mm-hmm. on the Richter scale. Um, if we were to experience anything above a five, I think they said that there's a fault line that runs through uh, like Franklin Mountains. Mm-hmm. I think they said that the entire like south side of the mountain, including a little bit of like Trans Mountain, would just completely crumble. Like that thing is just ready to just go as soon as it like that that earthquake hits. So like a whole side of the mountains is gone. And talk about all and then you see them right here, all of these like houses that you see. Can you imagine? They must have insurance like crazy. Like they have a premium insurance. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, come on. I mean, everyone knows. I mean, the Sun Bowl is in an extinct volcano. What? I didn't know that. Are you guys learning anything in geology? No. Geography, at least? No. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's it. This is the cast that gets banned. (laughs) Wait, so it's on, like, a volcano? Like, Like where the Sunbolt Stadium is? Uh Like, that's kind of, like, an extinct volcano. Wow. And I think so is the tip of uh, uh, Crystal Ray. Oh, my gosh. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a do- there's a whole documentary on like natural disasters on Netflix right now, and it's crazy to like think that some of these things are extinct, mm-hmm. but then other ones are still completely active. Yeah, like there's volcanoes in Hawaii right now that are still spewing. Like they're like they're kind of like almost kind of like on this like alertness right now. Like what's gonna happen with this volcano? See, that's scary too because I don't understand why how people can like live so near to a volcano. Yeah, but I think if like you grew up. With that, there's probably a sense of, like, that would be, like, you moving to Hawaii or something. Mm-hmm. You're going to be stressed out. Yeah. Like, you're going to be pressed and, like, watching that volcano every day. <laughs> yes. Like, that's your doom scrolling is looking out the window every day to see how high, <laughs> how high the smoke plume is that day, you know? Mm-hmm. But for someone who's lived there, let's just pretend, like, you lived there your whole life. Mm-hmm. That's natural. To live in that constant fear? I don't think you would call it constant fear. I think you would just be like, oh, okay, cool. It's definitely rumbling today. (laughs) (laughs) Just not going surfing today. (laughs) But then in other days, it's like, oh, yeah, that's completely normal. No, I would still be paranoid every day, even if I lived there for like 20 years. I mean, to be fair, too, like we've lived, I mean, I 
assume that all of us have lived here in El Paso for like most of our lives. Yeah. So like we don't have that like type of calmness when it comes to like natural disasters because mm. we've never like really experienced one here. That's why, like, the whole wind thing yesterday was, like, scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, being being the seasoned veteran here, I did live through the Great Flood of 2006. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is probably in your textbooks somewhere. <laughs> I, 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 the only reason I know about it is because my mom lived through it, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone was talking about the Great Flood of 06. Yeah. I think it was, like, a, like a week's worth of rain in two days. Really? Yeah. I mean, there was a blockbuster over here on Mesa, and it like the whole foundation lifted, and it's floated into the street. Yeah. Whoa. Like my back, my parents' backyard, it was like up to like my ankle flooded. It was crazy. Jesus, I like I know like all of our. But back then, my grandpa would like own a church. They stole everything after like when it was already flooded, mm-hmm. and then like all my, like my mom had like this huge box of memories and her like class ring and so like money and all that gone it was natural disasters what else you got for us joss and then the the case of evelyn guardado when she went missing um on february 1st and they they found her remains on tuesday february 7th and she went missing after um she left work and she dropped off a co-worker at his apartment and um, her car, it was later found at his apartment, mm. at, the, at his apartment complex. And so, um, yeah, the remains were found in another town, I guess by like a, a jail. And so, yeah. But her remains were like, they identified her um, from her tattoos mm-hmm. and her remains were like bruised. <laughs> and um, signs of um, strangulation. Did they catch the guy? Yes. Who was it? Um, Jose Vasquez, Jesus Vasquez, as a coworker. Do they know like the motive or anything like that? Mm, no, like, it was just after work. She dropped him off. That's mm-hmm. scary. Uh, like, you can't even trust the people you work with every single day. I think kidnapping in general is just insane. Yeah. That's my biggest fear. Getting kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> you literally did a story that just triggered you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's scary. Because, like, like, I like watching, like, crime stuff and stuff like that. And I, like, I see, like, a lot of kidnappings. And, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just crazy to me how that can happen to like a person. I'm like, oh my god. I mean, it could happen to literally anybody because yeah, they like I'm they like... choose and pick on the street. Yeah. It's terrifying. At least he's caught. Yeah. At least they caught him. And it's so stupid. Like, if he didn't want to get caught, why did he leave his her car in his yeah. like apartment complex? People make mistakes. As big as that one. <laughs> I mean, look at Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm. He left a vat of acid in his bedroom with bodies in it. Mm. <laughs> well, that's after he was doing it for like a really long time, right? Like killing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, probably. There was probably a few, a lot, a lot of few before that happened. But yeah, you would think don't store a vat of acid in your bedroom. Or body parts that you've eaten in your fridge. Oh my god, this is disgusting. <laughs> cool. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, who's up? Destiny, Brandon, who's up? I'll go. Let's do it. Awesome. <laughs> Are we good on time, America? Uh we have twenty we're on twenty four minutes. Okay, remember it. Clock's out at thirty. Okay. So I'm pretty sure everyone has heard about AI, how popular it is. The first time I like heard about it was on obviously TikTok. Yeah. Because I'm on TikTok like 24/7 <laughs> at this point. Oh gosh. No, I am. It's a habit. No, it's. But anyways, so that's when I first heard about it, and then it like blew up there, and then after like TikTok, I didn't hear much about it. But then it like 
went to like bigger companies, I guess. And it was Microsoft and Bing. I think I'm saying that wrong, but but apparently, like people would like talk to the AI, and then the AI would like be very human, like 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 very human. Hmm. Like the AI has emotions. If to put it more simple, yeah. I think there was like this thing where like someone was like talking to the AI, mm-hmm. and the AI was like, "Leave your partner for me." Mm-hmm. I saw that headline. Yeah. It's just, like, that's creepy. It's cool and creepy at the same time. When you say, like, talking to it, like... Like, like speaking to sp- it. Like, speaking, like, yeah. a conversation between yeah. you and me? Yeah, technically, yeah. Wait, so it was vocal or it was, oh, like, yeah. chat? I think it was chat. Okay. Oh, okay. I think it was chat. But still, that's... The fact that it's, like, talking back yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. It's very human-like. To me, it's hard for me to understand because, like... Vocal makes for me makes it human, like like hearing like the emotions in like yeah. somebody's voice. I mean, still, I think either way, if it was vocal or not, I think it's still very not creepy. It's just like I don't know how to describe it. Concerning, yeah, concerning <laughs> that like something is like programmed to feel like certain ways, or not even programmed, it's just like there to be like. Oh, leave your spouse for me. Like... Whoever's typing must be like horribly depressed <laughs> in their marriage. Yeah. I mean, yeah, also that. Or even like talking to an AI about your marriage. I That's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. Because like I caught myself talking to chat GPT one time and I was, we were talking like religion. Oh, okay. And it got deep. It got super deep, and I was like, "Where the hell is this going?" <laughs> well, it's interesting to like like religion stuff talking to like AI. That's uh-huh. like really interesting to know because. I mean... So I mean, if it could understand some of the nuances, so let's just remember, AI is just it's grabbing information. It's like catching all this information from the internet, and everyone knows, or everyone should know, internet is literally what we see is ten percent of the internet. There's a whole another ninety percent that exists elsewhere. So wherever it's pulling this information from, it's very nuanced. It's very specific sometimes. That's why it's creepy. Because, like, ugh, I don't know. We just had to take a real quick break. So anyway, the whole AI thing, it's it's crazy. And I, I think I'm on a wait list for Bing. What do you mean waitlist? Like right now, the Bing AI is not completely mm, like open to public yet. Mm-hmm. And so you can go on a waitlist to use it. And Bing is the one that people are starting to have crazy things yeah. with. Like it's going like the entire thing. People are learning how to like put in um, like in the chat. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> They're learning how to put in different, like, text patterns, and they actually revealed, being revealed, or the AI revealed exactly what its source was. And I think it was, I think it was called Sydney. Like, that was, like, its operating system was called Sydney. And those are, like, parameters that AI was not equipped to divulge, 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 to tell people yet. (laughs) That's just, like, it's crazy because, like, it's a computer having emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for somebody to, like, marry it. Marry it. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally wait, waiting for that because, I mean, come on. There's been crazy stories of people, like, marrying their shadow. Their car. Exactly. Or, like, marrying themselves. So I'm waiting for that one person to, like, go off the deep end and it's, like, they marry the AI. I yeah. I wouldn't put it past, like, humans to do I mean, that. I mean, some people have done it with, like, video game characters so <laughs> really yeah i don't remember what though but i swear i saw that for some reason i find that weird then i saw like somewhere where somebody was like had like relationship with a balloon, a balloon. yeah that's insane <laughs> ai guys it's the future yeah okay brandon take us home um so going back to um is natural disasters. Um, I found an article on the wildfires in Chile. Um, in February um, the 5th, 20, 2023 of this year, 
There was a recent article that discussed the impacts of the wildfires in Chile. Um, there was roughly about 25, 24 people that have been killed, nearly 1,000 injured, and 800 homes have been destroyed. Um, and that's not counting like farmland, the native shrubbery, and like the mass of the land destroyed, which is said to be about 500 kilometers, about 310 miles south of the capital, Santiago. Um, some of the locals um, have described it as being like hell, questioning where they should like take refuge and how they should like deal with the situation. Um, one farmer mentioned how his, in like desperation, his neighbor was trying to save his like animals on his farm and he was able to return after entering the flames. Um, so some of the improvements that they're trying to, um, to like resolve and, you know, help out um, is to, um, okay, so luckily due to the temperature drops in the region, um, it has been easier for firefighters to deploy the flames. Um, but there's also this concern that they might rise again. Um, has it been a report on number of in, 10 individuals who are expected to have caused the fires that have been arrested? Um, the president of Chile himself um, has put a state of emergency, allowing for free movement of equipment to safely deploy any active fires. Um, he has even stated that we face the emergency with unity. Um, there's also have. There also has been um, foreign assistance in the matter. Um, and this can all tie back to climate change. And even a minister from Chile has said that um, it has been vulnerable, Chile has been vulnerable to wildfires due to climate change and extreme fires, you know, that would have been extreme before are now more frequent, frequent um, and how, how there was a major fire similar to this one before, but with fewer dam damages that occurred before. <laughs> so there's like hope for improvement. Yeah. Wildfires. They scare me. Yeah. I've seen videos of it, but I'm like, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Like you never really know the magnitude of natural disasters and how unstoppable they are mm -hmm. until you're like face to face with something that deals with an aspect of nature yeah especially like with fires it's like man like once that thing catches fire that's it it's gone yeah it really is and even if you do put it out there's like not much left that's also terrifying. Anything right. natural, like natural disasters. Yeah. Scary. It's like natural disasters almost kind of have a mind of their own. Mm -hmm. And so you're dealing with like a living organism at that point. And yeah. so anything that you do, like, like how Brandon said, they're like, they're opening like avenues for like getting like machinery and, and like help and everything. Mm -hmm. Even like those things, it's like, like, I'm sure that there's been cases where like help is on the way and then help gets like stuck up yeah like in the fire and like destroyed and things like that mm -hmm. so that's like, crazy help isn't like protected by because they're just help they're... yeah that's crazy what else you got for us brandon um the next thing that i found was that um in south korea there has been um like a court of court like one of the higher courts have recognized same-sex couples rights for the first time um in a high court so on February 21st, um, they delivered the landmark ruling that sought to recognize the rights of same-sex couples, dubbing the verdict as a victory for equality of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and, it will, and as of, I guess now, I don't know, it could have changed, but um, they're going, it's going to the Supreme Court. Like if, so it was like a high court and then mm -hmm. now it's going to the Supreme Court. Um, the issue was first brought up by a couple um, that originally like wanted to sue uh, this health insurance agency because they didn't recognize, or uh, like upon a finding that, that he was in like a homosexual relationship, um, they didn't really grant his partner any benefits. Um, and they even had a wedding, but due to the limitations um, and some laws pro prohibiting um, marriage, they didn't have any legal 
val- validity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So some of the responses was that a lawyer that um was that cited cited with the couple um, stated that the first recognition this is the first recognition recognition of the legal status of a same sex couple. Um, initially, there was a lean toward the agency at first, um, but the court decided to rule in favor of the couple. Um, but there's no really any reason like why they would why they wanted to like their motives. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, it stated that there. There's some difficulties to the decision due to the laws regarding marriage before. Um, withdrawing spousal, spousal insurance, um, it's like a case of discrimination and goes against some of the policies put in place by state health insurance benefits. Um, the court even mentioned how belonging to a minority is not something wrong in itself and that some of these laws and policies should keep up to date with this changing circumstance. Um, Though there may be a long way to end discrimination, um, this ruling can offer like hope that the prejudice, prejudices can be overcome. Um, stated one official, while marriage may not be recognized, couples and relationships are not criminalized. Many activists have urged the need for legislation. Um, and most of, them, most of them say that kind of the reason for these issues is lack of consensus in parliament. And yeah. That's crazy that there's like still places that struggle with like, not necessarily this, but just social justice matters, period. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I mean, insane. I don't necessarily find it crazy. I just find it like, there's been a way for such a long time and just now people are fighting mm-hmm. harder for it. It's just, I guess for me, it's just crazy how different, like how you said frequency, it's different, like how different parts of the world just move faster, slower than others. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane. It's like almost not. It's like being like on like completely different. Just I know it's like different like time schedules, but just socially, just in the justice realm, like the world is just so fractured when it comes to like the speed that things move at. Mm-hmm. It's insane. That is. So cool. So I'm next. First, I'm going to talk about this bomb threat that happened a couple weeks ago. Um, It was a flight to El Paso to Chicago, Chicago, and some teenager decided to airdrop something that said, I have a bomb. And with that, 125 passengers and eight crew members on board were like deboarded and they checked every single like luggage and all that and yeah it's a teenager like are you joking why do people do that right like, you just ruined everything what, for no reason was it for like a laugh like how was that funny like what if someone had to really go because like some family member or something and you're yeah like, i'm gonna make a quote-unquote joke and waste everyone's time it's just like, are you dumb? Like, was he bored that? waiting for his flight or something? Like, like, why would you do that? It's so dumb. I think, <clears throat> see, and this is why I like having these conversations because it puts the five of us into a spot where we get to like see things a little bit like subjectively and objectively. Like, how old was the, how did it say how old the teenager was? No, they just say he was um, a juvenile. So whatever age range juvenile is, mm-hmm. just think about that. Like, that's encompassing your guys' age. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think really is, like, going on there? I think it's, like, a lack. I think it's, like, boredom. Like, they're completely 100% bored with their life. Yeah. And the, the second thing is, which I think is rampant, is that people in certain generations grow up thinking that there's absolutely no uh, consequences consequences or um yeah well yeah consequences or repercussions for people's actions yeah i find it like 
especially in El Paso right now, like recently, like it's it's insane. It was like a whole week of just threats. Yeah, oh, with Literally. teenagers. Yeah. Like, what goes through their like, head? You just saw a post where some kid did it. Why would he go and do the same exact thing? Exactly. And like, or they're so entitled to whatever they're doing, they think they're on top of the world. Like, that's not how it works. So then, okay. So then, what what would be a better question is why? Because let's just assume that this person is part of your guys' generation. Because everyone's gonna have a different view of every di- di- every different generation. Like, what can you say to your generation to get them to stop acting a fool? I mean, what can you say? None of them will listen. <laughs> yeah. So they think they're so entitled to everything they have. Like, they have to learn discipline and respect towards everybody. It can't just be like, oh, I have this, then everybody else is like below me. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, or that's what I've been seeing, like, in school, like, underclassmen or stuff like that. Like, they're so entitled, and they're so disrespectful to everybody around them. Even middle schoolers. Yeah, especially they're middle so schoolers. so rude. So rude for no reason. <laughs> like, my little sister sometimes, she, like, has an attitude. I'm like, I get you just came from school. I'm also tired, but you're, I'm not screaming at your face for no reason. Like, you're yeah. just, I don't know. So, okay, okay, so another hot take. Who's responsible for a juvenile's actions? Who's oh. responsible for that? There is the same question in English that asked, are the parents responsible mm-hmm. for the children's actions? Uh-huh. And what I answered in like the discussion question, I answered at a certain age, yes, but there comes an age where they fully understand what they're doing. Like yeah. you can't blame just parents. Like, yeah, it comes to like they were raised like that, but they have to know right from wrong because they already seen like what's around the world but even then like i think it's just like growing up to be honest like mm-hmm. my little sister she was younger she was very sweet very shy mm-hmm. like super shy like i couldn't even talk to her she'd be so shy uh-huh. but then now she's like she's not she's not as rude as i'm like painting her she's actually really nice <laughs> but sometimes she just has an attitude i'm like where did you get this from <laughs> like i think it's just part of like them being tired from school which i understand i mean school is very stressful in general uh-huh. but like there's just no point of being so rude to other people yeah. just because you had a bad day what i also think is what social media tells us yeah a lot with that where like we should focus on our like i i agree to some extent yeah that we have to focus on our happiness and like what like how we are mm-hmm. but at the same time like it's not just about us like there's other people around us too also i feel like Younger kids, oh, I sound old. Younger kids <laughs> like grow up more with like social media. I mean, yeah, I grew up with social media as well, but that's when I was like thirteen. Like I just got a phone when I was like thirteen. Yeah. But now there's like seven year olds with yeah. iPhones. Five year olds like thirteen Pro Max. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just found out today my, like, 11 or 12 year old brother has like Twitter. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, like I don't Okay, so if you guys were parents, and your son or daughter made a bomb threat, (laughs) and I think we have time, so I'm going to ask this two ways, okay? You guys are parents, son or daughter, whatever. They phone in a bomb threat to their school. Mm -hmm. What's their consequence? Never having a phone ever (laughs) to, like, they're out of my house. Until you're Uh, gone. Yeah. Until you're gone. Yeah. Like, no electronics or anything. Like, Like, you're done. Like, maybe a phone for emergency. Having but like a flip phone. Yeah, yeah, flip phone. <laughs> so a beeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a beeper. That's better. Okay. So second part, you're a parent, son or daughter, and you're a teenager now. Well, okay. Well, high school. Their school, whatever. They're a little bit older. They phone in a bomb threat to an airport, and they get the FBI involved. Take them. <laughs> <laughs> What's the consequence? whatever consequence goes to them yeah so okay your kid has to go to like prison yeah <laughs> you want to be stupid and do that okay like, i mean nice. to be fair we are teenagers so we don't have like a, we don't know that emotional attachment to children yeah. so like... well i mean okay yeah you don't have an emotional attachment but let's just say let's assume that people are at least and this is conservative 
50% in touch with who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. Like America, you know who you are. Brandon, Joss, Destiny, you guys know who you are and you have some sense of ethics and morals, okay? Mm-hmm. If Joss phoned in a bomb threat to an airport, like what's going through your mind? Like what do you think would go through your mind? Why would you be doing that? Like, let's, let's try and save some space and let's see, like, put yourself in their shoes. What do you think is going through their mind? Because I don't know. Did any information come out to, like, who this kid was, what they no. did, what grade they when were? When it comes to stuff like that, they try to keep it confidential since they're underage. Okay, so then... Even the in the El Paso shooting and Sela Vista just recently, like, they didn't release any information. They just said 16-year-old juvenile. Mm-hmm. One of them was 14. 14? Yes, one of them was 14. What do you think is going through their mind? Because now it becomes a psychological issue. Yeah. At the same time, it comes with down to parents too, how they're yeah. thinking. Because let's imagine that, like, let's just say it's a four, the 14-year-old at the, the shooting thing. Mm-hmm. Let's say that this kid is, like, the most gangbanger kid. Most, yeah, I'm just going to say gangbanger kid. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I censored myself, okay? I censored myself. Um like, they're the most hardcore gangbanger kid, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, their parents are, like, the most clean-cut individuals. Let's say that they have, just let's like, just say they have, like, really good jobs. Like, what do you think broke there? It's friends. Just, yeah, just you think friends. it's friends? Yeah. Like, and what they... So, influences. Yeah. Friends are, like, to me, they're, like, the biggest influence, like, any teenager can hmm. go through. Because well, those are the people you choose to hang out with. Yeah. Who yeah. you choose to, like, those are the people who you you are, like. So, so influences and and I think it's just the pressure of trying to be cool mm-hmm. as well. That's such a big thing still. Yeah, yeah. I feel like people are like that doesn't have to be. Cool. It does. Yeah, it does. It so, really, really does. So influence, popularity, mm-hmm. and I guess as a consensus, we all agree. Like, yeah, some of it does bleed to like home life. Mm-hmm. And I think also it's like. The sense of wanting to feel bigger than everybody yeah, else. Just hmm. having an ego. Yeah, their mm-hmm. ego, exactly ego. Good word. Good. And the 16-year-old in the Cielo Vista shooting, he was charged with murder with three counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and murder too. Imagine having that tied to your name for the rest of your life. I mean, that's like, yeah, guys, I have, a, I have a murder charge on me. I don't understand how people could say that so proudly too. I know. There's some people that are like, I have killed. Okay. No one Or like the, the, ta- not... the tear tattoo that some yeah. people have is like, okay. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Think about it. I mean, if we're going to tie it back to home life, maybe they're following, following in the steps because they see their yeah. parents with it and they think that it's kind of like, Normal. okay, mm-hmm. like that's just, that's me. It's kind of like what they say in psychology. It's like, are you really a product of your environment? Yeah. Like, how much does your environment influence you? And how much does what you were genetically and, like, heredity, like, what you inherited as far as your genes, like, how much that kind of, like, pushes somebody to a certain lifestyle? Mm -hmm. And moving on to the Cielo Vista shooting that Mm -hmm. happened, like, I remember, because I was with friends while I heard about it, and I heard about it, like, an hour after, because all of us weren't even on our phones, and when I heard about it, like, the same fear came into me when I, the first shooting happened. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, not again. There was something about the way, like, when I get, like, my messages from, like, Instagram on my phone, sometimes some of them come up with a little preview. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw, like, it was a black screen with just, like, it was, like, the notepad for iPhone, I was like, crap. That's usually not good when it's coming from FitFab. Yeah. And so, like, I opened it up and everything like that, and I was like, ah, here we go again. And I was really mad about that because for some reason when they started, like, leaking all the information and I started seeing all the videos and everything, Mm -hmm. I was like, crap, this is nothing but just gangbangers doing their stupid hood rat crap inside the food court of a mall. It was just literally a fight (laughs) just happened there. all it was. And now guess what? It's labeled a mass shooting. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was that that pissed me off more that it was gonna I was like crap like here we go it's gonna be labeled this just because it was like four or more people yeah when it was very typically like you could have just taken that and be stereotypical and just thrown that in the northeast and like oh yeah gang affiliated 
Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have been anything else. I think I think it was like disrespectful in a way, like comparing it to the shooting that happened in 2019. Because yeah. that was really bad. That was yeah. that was ugly. Yeah. I mean it was I mean that whole thing was just premeditated. Mm-hmm. This was just stupid kids. This was kids fighting over Pokemon cards or something. <laughs> you know? I was actually with someone's mom that day. Thank <sighs> God I did it because I woke up late. I was like <laughs> Oh, and that, oh, yeah, me too. That's exactly what happened to me the 2019. But that day, we, the seniors, went to Dave and Buster's. That's what I found so crazy that that was like, we were like, not even like, we were probably like 10 minutes away from there, like three hours before it happened. Jeez. Like, to me, that was like insane. And that made me like, anything could happen to any of us at any second, no matter what, like, we're going through. Like, it's insane. Yeah. And that, like, I think that gives us like a reminder that, that not every everybody's gonna stay here. That you have to like enjoy every moment with like your family or friends or whoever you value. Yep. Wise words from America. <laughs> Wise words. That was deep. Yeah. That was deep. Damn. I think El Paso is just this last well, last week this week. I guess. Mm-hmm. I think the last two weeks. The last two weeks has just been insane. People here are in getting people are getting bored. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, like, there was a teenager that was shooting, like, shooting, like, randomly at, like, s- suburbs. Is that how you say it? Or, like, a neighborhood? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it goes through their heads. <sighs> like, those two kids that, like, had guns. And they're like, it's not my fault. Girl, yes, it is. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, that one kid that was like, boy, well, wasn't in the school bathroom. You're still a student. Like, yeah. hello. Like, why are you posting that? You're like 12. Relax. <laughs> Shouldn't you still be eating Lunchables or something? No, like, <laughs> Enjoy go life. With, go play with Pokemon cards. Like, be a nerd. Don't be having guns. Also, how did you get a gun? Yeah. I think being a nerd is so much cooler than yeah. being cool. cool. Quote, unquote. Having guns. Oh. I don't get people like that. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff. All right, Rita, wrap us up. Okay, well, thank you for listening in. This is the end of our podcast. Everybody have a nice day. Thank you.